Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another badass episode of High Vibe Knit. We are really excited to have you here with us every week. We just love tuning into your guys' energy, answering your questions telepathically, and being that source of inspiration and sparkle to start off your week. So here we are. We have an amazing guest. As always, we're bringing you the best perspectives and voices and fun people to chat about cool high vibe and stuff. So today we have Miss Afia Salter, and she is another manifesting queen to join this panel of manifesting badasses. She's a conscious creator and coach, and she also has a podcast called The Manifest Edit Podcast. So Fia, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm so looking forward to today's conversation. Yes, I'm so looking forward to hearing your beautiful accent for the next 45 minutes of my life. (laughs) But she doesn't have an accent. We have an accent. (laughs) She's out. She talks normal. We're the ones that have an accent. Um, Afia, I'm so happy to have you. I know it's been a long time coming, but it's in perfect timing. How, uh, how did you come to do this work? What kind of called you to it? What's your story? I think that there are kind of multiple points in my life that have led to where I am today. I think there was no one straight path, although I guess when you look back, you're like, oh, I can see how all those points lined up. But I definitely grew up with more of a spiritual inkling. And it's funny because, you know, you, you don't really um, when you're in the moment, you're not really thinking about it. But looking back, I'm like, oh, yeah, wait, we did have crystals around the house all the time. And yeah, we were doing all of these things that now looking back, we're probably kind of spiritual. Um, but yeah, initially, for the first few years of my life, I was Christian. But then uh, at age 10, we became Buddhist when we moved next door to a Tibetan monastery. And so growing up there was definitely a very different way of life and the p- people that we could spend time with and hear from. And so when I was older, turning to spirituality, like it never really felt like that far a reach for me. And although like I would no longer consider myself to be religious, I think there's something that I've taken from both religions I was a part of. And for me, what I love about spirituality is just kind of adapting it to your own beliefs, your own desires. And I think it's just about bringing out that innate magic that's already within you and just building that deep sense of connection with the divine. And so in my journey to building that deeper sense of connection, um, it, it really changed my life. I had gone through such a difficult, not just a difficult period, but a difficult life, honestly. And when we did move at age 10, also around that time, my mom got sick and her health deteriorated quite rapidly for the next four years um, until she passed away one day. And this was when I was 14. My little brother was three. My sister was 15 at this time. And because we had been adopted my mom was our adoptive parent and she was a single mom that meant at that point we were orphaned because we actually didn't have any other family to live with and so I think you know I I always say well that that was the moment that changed my life but actually even before then from the age of 10 like beginning to take on roles that a child you know a child wouldn't be taking on and missing out on your childhood and all of those little moments so people say oh you have such an old soul and I'm like thanks it's the trauma yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) um so yeah it it was a very challenging period of my life and after my mom passed away I also had my gran pass away and a friend pass away from school so it felt like there was just like so much grief and heaviness and moving through the world I just I didn't really want to look at it I just wanted to get by and I thought like if I allowed myself to feel grief if I allowed myself to be sad that I was going to fall behind and I just couldn't let that happen because um I didn't want to go back into the care system again. I didn't want to feel like I didn't have any options ahead of me. 
And so I just kept pushing forward. And then it got to a point where I was in my early 20s where, you know, if you if you just continue to suppress things, eventually they're going to come out they're going to blow up. And uh, ultimately, that's what happened for me. And I went for a really intense period of anxiety, depression and just felt really lost in terms of what my soul's purpose was. And it was a real moment of spiritual awakening at that moment where I felt like you can either keep going the way that you're going and be really miserable or or change something and something had to change because I just couldn't go on the way that I was and yeah five years later it's like my whole world has changed like so many things in in my world have changed and I think part of that is is making a commitment and a decision you know it's one thing to make a decision but staying committed to that decision um, and putting yourself at the center of your world, even though there may be other people, whether you have kids, your partners, like they're, they're important. That's not to say they're not important, but you have to put yourself center of your world so that you can give the most to yourself and everyone else. You know, there's so much, thank you for sharing that. There's so many things that I heard in your story that kind of like struck me. One of those things is I, I really do think it's valuable and important that you said, I, I just wanted to get by. I thought that if I stopped and felt into everything that, you know, you should have been feeling into that you would get left behind. And I can so relate to this. People feel like when they, if they were to go introspective and really feel and sit with their emotions, that they might get stuck there forever. But that's actually quite the opposite. Once you actually can listen and hear the voice of your emotions and kind of welcome it home, so to speak, welcome yourself home. It's just a moment. And then you're able to kind of move through it. Whereas if you don't in that suppression, you're absolutely right. It's going to find a way out in one way or another, because it's what's best for you. Um, so thank you for saying that. I also, um, really am curious, what, what did you do when your when your mom passed away and then your family around you kind of passed? Like, what did you do? You were 14. I mean, did you become head of house at 14? <laughs> or I guess you had a sibling no. that was 15, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> what actually ended up happening was that um, at the point when my mom had passed away, I was just like feeling kind of overwhelmed with shock. And I had I'd phoned one of my friend's parents because we were like quite close. I kind of saw her as like an auntie figure. And I told her like, I just don't know what to do right now. Um, and so she came around and she was like, don't worry about anything. Going to sort anything out. And honestly, at that point, like, and I guess because I was still in shock, I was like, oh, we'll just like go and live with my grand. My grand's like 82. There was no way that was ever going to happen. But I was just like, okay, we'll just live with grand. That'll be fine. Um, but no, what ended up happening was my friend's mom ended up taking my sister and I in and we lived with her and her kids until we went to uni. Oh, thank goodness you had people around you, huh? Like I, I could imagine the fear of going back into the system would be just the last thing you wanted to do. Um, thank you. Sorry. <laughs> it was too personal, but I had to know, I had to know the end of no, that because no. I can't oh, imagine. No. Oh my goodness. Um, and then the other thing, one of the other things that uh, stuck out to me was that when you started embracing your experiences and, uh, you know, sitting with your emotions and things like that, it was complete, complete cracking open probably. And also on the other side of it, you know, as you said, like your life looks completely different and you couldn't, um, I'm, I'm going to assume here that once we're able to kind of break through and get to the other side of it, did you or did you not like have a moment looking back where you're like, oh, yeah, that was all part of it? Like, have you ever had that moment? Do you do you view it in that way at all? 
I don't think so but I think that multiple parts in my journey have like caused me to relate better to people Mm -hmm. and have like a deeper level of empathy because on top of like anxiety depression um, I was also struggling with from like 18 an undiagnosed chronic illness which I now know to be endometriosis but at that time I had no idea what it was and it was um, completely debilitating and so I look back on that experience now and also how many of my clients have chronic illness I'm like oh so this is uh, this is definitely something to me being able to support you on a deeper level but I don't I'm definitely not someone who believes like everything happens for a reason but I believe that we can look back and find lessons if we choose to which is very important. I mean, it's for me so much better to be like, okay, what did I take from this versus, well, it's just shit and I hate it and whatever. <laughs> like, I feel like there's so much more value if we were to, to look now, look, I'm not saying that you, your mom is supposed to die or anything, but what I am saying is with, with your experiences and, and with you just making that decision to bring all parts of you to center and make yourself the center of your world could not be more um, potent in that transformation. So I think that's so great that you mentioned that for everybody who's, who can relate to this idea of maybe I don't want to feel it today. (laughs) Maybe I'll wait somewhere down in the vague future and it'll, it'll all work itself out, but you know, there is work to be done. So thank you for sharing your story. It was an incredible journey that you just took us on. I'm just like feeling for your past self. I just want to get a hug, like 14 year old you like, Oh, that's so tough. And like, I know in my journey, I found grief to be one of the most hard things to heal from and process, even though it's a natural occurrence, like we don't have to work hard at it, but it's like, just when you think you're over it, you're not. And it goes like in circles and waves, right? So you're like, oh, I'm feeling better. We're good now. Yay. And it's like grief hits you again with another wave, another tsunami. And it feels like, am I ever going to not be grieving? You know, it's, it's hard. It's tough these days, now that you're obviously feeling better, doing well, um, I'm sure, or I guess I shouldn't assume, but I would ask like, does grief still come up for you in waves or is it different now that you've processed a lot of it or what's that like? Yeah. I, and I love the analogy that you use and it's something that I refer to myself is that it's not like the waves are ever going to go away. It's just the way that you navigate them becomes differently. So for sure, like birthdays, Mother's Days, Father's Days, Christmas, I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, it's definitely an activating moment for me. But it doesn't hurt as much as it used to, but there's still like a lot of grief and sadness. Or even in random moments, like I'll be watching a movie and the the kids will be doing something with their parent. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this was, I didn't know this was a uh-huh. thing people did. And it just feels like a moment that you're missing out on. So yeah, I do have, I definitely do have moments. And I think it's important to share that. Like, it's never like grief is something, I don't think it's um, something you can be healed from. I would never right. really use those words to describe grief. I would just say that your relationship can change. So it's one that's not completely taking over your life and that there is no, um, you know, it's, it's definitely not a linear process either. You can think like, oh yeah, like I feel completely fine past anything. And then you will have like one of those moments, like for example, my sister's, my sister's getting married this year. And I think it's been hitting her quite hard, like knowing that my mom's not going to be there. Um, and so there are all these moments that you're going to get to. And it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to use the resources and the tools that I have with me in this moment. And I also know that it's okay to feel whatever I'm feeling. Bombas's mission is simple. Make the most comfortable clothes ever and match every item sold with an equal item donated. So when you buy Bombas, you're also giving to someone in need. So awesome. 
Bombas designed their socks, shirts, and underwear to be the clothes you can't wait to put on every day. I know mine. I'm always very excited to put on because they make everything so soft, seamless, tagless, and everything has a luxuriously cozy feel. They're made from super soft materials like merino wool, pima cotton, and even cashmere, which makes them perfect for any type of layering. There's a pair of Bomba socks for everything you do. They come in tons of options like comfy performance styles for every sport and activity that keeps you moving. Bomba's t-shirts are made with thoughtfully designed features like invisible seams, soft fabrics, and the perfect weight so they hang just right. And Bomba's underwear has a barely there feel with second skin support. And did you know that socks, underwear, and t-shirts are the three most requested clothing items at homeless shelters, which is why Bombas donates one for every item you buy. Go to bombas.com slash vibin to get 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash vibin for 20% off bombas.com slash vibin. Hola, senoritas. Just wanted to give a quick shout out to all the self-lovers out there. I see you, I feel you, and I want to invite you to my next Radical Self-Love Retreat, which is happening this October 2022. It is six days all-inclusive of luxury, healing, expansion, fun, play, making friends, and just growing and retreating and resting in a lot of different ways. We're going to do fun Mexico stuff like ride ATVs, go to private beaches, hang out in a gorgeous villa. And we're also going to do the healing work of loving our inner child, working through some stuff, up leveling in different ways. I can't really say exactly what we'll do until I have the whole group together because I feed off of the vibe of each woman and what every individual and what the collective needs. So each retreat's a little different, but just know that if you come to this one, it's for a reason. And if you're hearing this invitation and you're feeling called, then I would go ahead and apply at kelseyaida.com slash retreat. It will definitely sell out since it's the only one this year. And I cannot wait to see what magic unfolds because every single retreat I host is more magical than the last. Somehow, even the first one was like the best thing ever and they just keep getting better. So if you like the idea of going to Mexico, hanging out with like-minded women, doing healing work with me, having fun in the sun, this is your one and only chance. So get in while you can, kelseyaida.com slash retreat. And I hope to see you there. Yeah. Can we so talk that, about that? Yeah, that <laughs> leads me into like another question slash topic of your relationship to the more heavy, dense energies and emotions. How do you utilize that in your manifestation practice? Because I know like I have my way, so I'm curious about your way. So when I first began my conscious manifestation journey, my spiritual journey, I was like, very into the realm of positive thinking and I thought if I had anything outside of that 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 was gonna like take away from what I was manifesting and also I felt like it meant something about me like I wasn't good enough well everyone else is thinking this way why am I not thinking this way and I remember at a point where I was particularly depressed in my life like I would gauge how well I was doing by how many days it had been since I last cried and now I know that that's certainly not helpful um yeah yeah, we um, talk about that a lot. 
so I think the the heavier the more weighty emotions are are very interesting because now it's not something that means like I'm veering off my path it's just like okay this is another challenge that I get to move through and it is one of those cliches that people are like well you get the biggest lessons out of the things that are challenging you and I think in some ways it is true because it shows you what you do need to work through or what's coming up and it's not like these emotions are coming up because you don't know how to handle yourself. These emotions are coming up because there's a part of you that needs attention. And I think there's something very beautiful about the fact that our body has such an internal system that's like, hey, like this is what we need to look at today. This is what we need to look at today. Like the body is so cool. When you actually think about all the different things that your mind and your body and your soul are responsible for, it's, it's quite mind blowing. I just did a hypnosis audio for um, thanking your body. And as I'm going through it, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna thank my body. Like, look at all the things it can do. And I think that's very important. Like we don't, we don't really think about it as much as we probably should. Your body, your mind, your spirit, your heart, just, you know, we're just so expansive. And I like that you said that because it's something that we take for granted. You know, my body does whatever I want it to, but it doesn't mean that it's no less miraculous than, than, than geez, any miracle in the world. It's just fantastic. Um, but yes, I think that's important to feel those heavier emotions and, and know them as this is my body. This is my mind trying to get my attention. What is it trying to say? <laughs> Just simple questions like that. Um, yeah, I think it's great. Also, I would add to that, like, just knowing that this is an experience that I came here for for I didn't only come to experience what I wanted I didn't only come to have everything be daisies and butterflies all the time like I came to get my hands dirty in this life as a human feel it all embrace it all go through it all because I feel like we really are very curious like oh I want to know what that feels like oh I want to experience this because and I don't know if this is true for you but I found like the deeper I go into any sort of uncomfortable or what most people would label like a negative emotion, I find that it expands my capacity also to contain light in my body. So as deep as I got into my depression, when I was depressed and suffered through that, after that, I was able to go even further into joy and happiness and expansion, because there has to be almost like an equality on either side of the spectrum, right? So it's like the deeper you can feel in one direction, also the other direction you you're expanding in all directions not just in one way so I think when people can remember or realize that they feel like okay it's not in vain I'm not like yeah (laughs) just going through the ringer for nothing like it's a part of the journey it's part of being a human it's part of expansion and it's only going to make you like better at mastering energy right and if we knew that these feelings were were temporary I think it would help us navigate a lot better you know because as you said before you want you didn't want to just stay get left behind or you didn't want to be behind and I I can relate because I didn't want to get stuck in those emotions but that's not a real that's not a real thing unless you consciously decide to stay (laughs) in these negative emotions but just navigating through them is the best thing you can do sorry you were going to say something Afia (laughs) um I was just going to say that the nature of duality is like don't feel like because you're on the other end of the spectrum or you're going through challenges or you're going through a lot of hard times that that means you're doing anything wrong actually what I have found for a lot of people 
it's like they'll set out what they want to manifest and then they're like wait why are all these challenges come up when I said this is like the opposite of what I wanted and it's like well sometimes in order to grow to the next level that you actually do want you're going to have all of these challenges that you face that prepare you for this and I remember myself I think it was like six months ago I had um I was experiencing like just challenge after challenge after challenge I'm like what is going on and then I was like looking through my journal and like two weeks before I'd written I'm ready to up level show me what I need to see and I'm like oh great (laughs) so this is it okay thanks (laughs) um so it doesn't always like you know the gift doesn't always come like with a pretty package and a bow on top it's not always going to look like how you want it to look but sometimes it will be what you need it to be and just going back to that duality and being able to feel everything so deeply I think something that always I find helpful to remind me of the importance of feeling it all is like just watching a movie that makes you like really emotional and you're getting really attached to the story of the character and you're like oh no this is so sad oh this is so great and being able to feel those emotions I think is such a is such a visceral experience and just as we have that in the movies we have that in our own lives where we're able to go between those um, multiple different planes and I just find it so fascinating. Yes, yes. And can you dive into because you mentioned briefly in your story how you fell into the law of attraction 101 trap that everybody falls into, which is like, if I feel bad, I'm going to manifest bad things, right? That's like what you're taught is like your vibe attracts whatever's going on. When all of us know that like authenticity is really key and non resistance is key. So can you touch on Maybe like if someone is stuck in that law of attraction one-on-one mindset, why it's not bad to feel bad and how it can actually like, I don't know, expedite the manifestation process or support it in some way. I think a lot of it comes down to getting really hung up on the phrase that thoughts become things. And you think like, and it's funny because people will attribute it to a negative thought like, oh no, this is going to manifest, but you're not thinking I'm going to be a millionaire and like, oh, this is going to happen tomorrow, right? Right. right. Um, our thoughts <laughs> Why do you think your negative thoughts are going to manifest and your positive ones won't? Yeah, exactly. So I think it's not um, as instantaneous as we perceive it to be. And also that thoughts is just like one small layer of what manifestation actually is and not even the deepest layer. Like if you want to make true lasting change in your life yes thoughts are important but ultimately it's your identity that is informing all of these things and so when something is so deeply ingrained into you that that's your way of being then that's where we want to look at kind of the subconscious reprogramming around that not just like oh I had a passing thought that um I'm a rubbish person or I can never get what we want everyone has those thoughts it would be like I well I feel somewhat impossible to just be like purely um top of your game 100% of the time but having those thoughts that are to the contrary allows you just to course correct and say actually this isn't in alignment with who I am so when you're super grounded in your identity and you know your identity to be whatever it is like I'm a successful powerful loving person then when you have the thoughts come up that challenge that you can say like no I didn't that doesn't fit with my worldview Um, And I think that's a much more productive way to approach changing the thoughts than like just trying to put out small fires all the time. It's like, well, let's actually look at what's fueling the fire to begin with. I love this conversation. (laughs) I like that you brought up. I like that you brought up identity work because Mm -hmm. I think it's not mentioned enough how much the subconscious mind, AKA the identity police plays a role (laughs) in the manifesting process because it's like, oh, I want to do this. I want to be this. I want to have this. And your identity voice in the back of your head is like, well, you've never done that before. That's not who you are. Like, who are you to think that that's like, what's on your path? You know, you've never experienced it before. Why would you experience it now? So what are some tips 
for starting places for people who want to get into like not even reinventing themselves or finding their identity, but just tapping into like their true power. Because I feel like everyone's identity is very powerful naturally. So it's just a matter of like embodying that and owning that which you already are. Mm. I think for me, embodiment is is probably one of the most important pieces of manifestation. And you're right, it's one that so often gets left out, which is why if you're at this point now and you're like, oh, I haven't been doing embodiment work, I haven't been diving into identity, that's not actually a bad thing. That's a really great thing because it's like, whoa, if I did this, imagine like how different my reality would be. And so um, upon realizing this for myself, I, that I'd kind of been creating from this place of, oh, I want to have this, I want to have this. And so many of the things I was manifesting I realized was actually pertaining to me wanting to appear to be a certain way or feeling like I should be manifesting these things as opposed to what I actually truly desired for myself and I was like I'm not alone in this because this is how I've been learning manifestation so how many other people have been learning this way um so actually I built a five-step manifestation framework around this and the very first step of that is embodying the vibe of your higher self and when people typically hear higher self they're like who I am now is not good enough but to me your higher self is your truest self and I think that we all come into the world as our truest selves and it's the bs of what we think we need to be or where we're supposed to be other people's beliefs that build on top of who we truly are so embodying that is actually returning to your true nature and I was actually speaking about this on Instagram the other day if I was to return to my manifestation journey from the very beginning this is exactly what I would do and the first thing that I would do before like outlining all of these grand plans I want to have it's just like doing a gut check and doing like a kind of like life assessment of who I am at this moment in time. Like what are my values, what are my likes, what are my dislikes, what things like annoy me, what things frustrate me. And just like getting really clear on who I am at the moment, because I don't, I don't think that we check in with ourselves that much. Some, yeah, we'll be like, oh, I wish I could be this in the future or oh, past me did this. But how often are you like, okay, this is like, this is me. Like if I was to an alien came down to earth and they were like, you're going to play a fear for the next year of your life. Here's what you need to know. Like, have I got all of those details ready to go for the alien assignment? Probably not. And I think there's so much to be learned from checking in with that present version of yourself, because number one, it allows you to get grounded in who you are. And you're probably going to learn that, wait, I actually am pretty an incredible, amazing human. I just don't take the time to acknowledge myself. But number two, if you do realize that there are some things right now that you would like to change, you're able to create a clearer path from who you are right now to who you want to be. And intentions are what fill in that gap, not the other way around of like, I'm just going to say I want loads of stuff and see what happens. Obviously, the last two years have been extra crazy. And I think you all can relate that to some level, you're probably feeling beaten down by anxiety, stress, poor sleep due to all the uncertainty in the world. And if you're a working parent, you've had extra difficulty of keeping your kids occupied 24-7 while trying to work from home, plus all the other things that life has to offer these days, not an easy task. So if you're feeling exhausted and burnt out, just know that you are not alone but the question is, what can we do to enhance our mental wellness and recapture our zest for life? One critical thing I'm advising all my family and friends to do is take magnesium breakthrough daily. Here's why. Stress and anxiety deplete your magnesium levels. Low magnesium levels then contribute to more anxiety. It's a vicious cycle. By supplementing with magnesium breakthrough, you can break that cycle because you'll be getting seven unique forms of organic full spectrum magnesium for stress relief and better sleep all in one bottle. 
Taking Magnesium Breakthrough will help you to experience more energy, stronger bones, healthy blood pressure, less irritability, a calmer mood, reduced muscle cramping, even fewer migraines. And because it supports mental wellness, Magnesium Breakthrough can help you finally feel yourself again. Simply take two capsules before you go to bed and you'll be amazed by the improvements in your mood and energy levels and how much more rested you feel when you wake up. For an exclusive offer for our listeners, go to magbreakthrough.com slash vibin and use code vibin during checkout to save 10% and get free shipping. That's mag, M-A-G, breakthrough.com slash vibin and use code vibin. Hey, Lindsay here. What if I told you you could get unlimited access to some of my best hypnotherapy, mindset hacks, and courses right at your fingertips anytime you want it? It's all inside my Align Your Mind membership. Joining AYM gets you instant access to my entire digital hypnotherapy library with topics for any desire you have, plus a huge selection of bonus content, courses, trainings, and resources for deep, long-lasting transformations that I reserve for members' eyes only. Whatever you desire to embody or release, I got you covered, and there's always something new to explore and benefit from. Your biggest desires are waiting to be achieved and the AYM membership can get you there. So to join and get more info, hit the link in the episode description and start exploring your limitless potential. That's why I always tell people to ask yourself, why do you want it? Not just what you want. Why do you want it? Is because you is it because you think you should have it? Is it because you want to impress somebody? And another great question that would have like helped your past self, which you've probably discovered already now, but anyone who's in that situation of like feeling pressure to manifest things to appear a certain way, you can ask yourself the question, like if there was no other people in existence, would I still want that thing? Because sometimes the answer is like, actually, no, like I wouldn't need that. I wouldn't want that. I wouldn't have that urge if there was nobody looking or nobody around manifesting hacks. Heck yeah. We got all the manifesting hacks. What are some of your like self-inquiry questions that you go into when you want to manifest something in your personal life? Like what are some of the, I guess, like resistance releasers or ways that you find what's not happening? Mm, One of my favorite questions that I like to come back to is if I wasn't afraid of how I might be perceived, what things in my life would I do differently? And that's both in terms of external perceptions, which is like what other people think, but also the internal perceptions. Like we have that voice in our own head that's like, you know, trying to veer us off course. Um, And I think it's very important to just like continually check in, like, am I like actually like resisting my own success? And if I am like, why is that? Um, I also think it's good to check in like, boundaries I am obsessed with boundaries especially when it comes to manifestation I say to people all the time that yeah the law of attraction attract what you want but you also need to have the courage to set boundaries to repel what you don't want and so if I'm checking in with my boundaries yeah I'll say like what boundaries have I been setting lately but like what boundaries haven't I set why am I not setting those boundaries what action haven't I been taking um and just like really having honest and open communication with myself and I think the more you can have honest conversations with yourself the less it needs to be like oh I need to do a really deep journaling session but the more you can just well I talk to myself a lot on the day to day oh I talk to myself constantly (laughs) yeah it's so great so the more you just actually having those conversations and I think journaling is a really great powerful tool but sometimes you know you just want to be like 
hey, is this resonating for me right now? No, it's not resonating for me right now. Oh, thank goodness I checked in with that. Great. Yeah. And I, th- I want to talk to you about, I want to give an example and see if this is kind of what you're meaning. But I think that when we are trying to manifest a thing or some some idea or some feeling, uh, would a would a would a possible um, how do I say this? I don't know. Words are hard right now. But <laughs> would it be a a boundary thing to you know you're trying to manifest let's say one job, but I'm going to use an example from a client. She will remain anonymous, and this will be a lot easier because now I can actually speak freely. She really wanted to go headfirst into her business um, and manifest money in that way. However, she was also a hairdresser, so she kept taking clients on the side, even though she did not like it and she didn't want to, but she kept accepting them because she was afraid to kind of let it go. And she finally ended up doing that. And oh my gosh, when she did, right? We all have those examples of like, when I finally just took the leap of faith, but would that um, be, that would be an, uh, an example of kind of loosening your boundaries a little bit, wouldn't it? Yeah. You can really think of it as the idea of your time and energy is so, so precious. And when you're giving your time and energy to things that don't serve you, that is taking your time and energy away from the things that do serve you. And on TikTok, actually, I was having this conversation recently, which which got a few people riled up where I was like, stop trying to manifest your ex back. And people go, oh my gosh, oh my God, we're so with you. People get so mad when you tell them not to manifest their ex, they freak out. So I know what it's like to be on the other side of that hate game. Okay, I'm surprised. I was like, really? You guys are advocating for these people? Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but what I was saying is like every moment you're trying to like manifest your ex pack is taking away from someone who could be your actual soulmate. And this doesn't even just have to be romantic relationships. This can even be platonic relationships. Like some people are just in our lives for a season. And when you're like giving so much energy and time to that, like they're not even feeling the time and energy that you're putting into thinking right. about a relationship that no longer exists. So imagine you redirected that time and energy, number one, into yourself, but number two, into the actual people that you wanted to attract into your life. Beautiful. Yeah. When I was, sorry, real quick, when I was leaving my, my job to go into my hypnotherapy business, it was like a minimum wage, 20 hour a week, but it was all online. It was easy money, but I just didn't like it. And I was trying to talk to my husband that day. And I was like, I just don't know. I want to leave it. And he goes, listen, they're paying you minimum wage to not work on your business. And I was like, okay. (laughs) For some reason, the way that he said it was like the perfect way I needed to hear it. And it's absolutely true. What you said, like, imagine if you put all that effort and I'm not sure I understand. Siri is talking to me. (laughs) Siri is like, I don't get it. My Siri has an Irish accent, so just I so you guys know. That. I was like, is it? Okay, shush. Um, but but the way that you said it was great. Like, imagine how how much you could accomplish if you actually put all of that intention and emotion and and effort into what you actually want. Like, imagine what could be possible. And I don't know why, but someone needs to hear that right now. So we need to reiterate it. (laughs) Yeah. Boundaries are so important when it comes to manifestation, because if you don't have the space for what you're asking for, then where is it going to fit? It's like wanting to buy some new dishes for your kitchen and everything's full. Like, yo, you got to clear out a cabinet and it'll be so much easier to fill it. Like, have you ever noticed in your house when there's empty spaces, they get filled? Oh my gosh. I feel like this is a universal law. Like space likes to be filled, right? You're like, oh, there's nothing here. Let's put something here. Oh, this is My garage. Empty. Let's put all my shit in there. It's like, <laughs> it will get filled. And 
if your life is already filled with inauthentic stuff or stuff that's not in alignment for you anymore, or you're going on dates with people who you already know, like you're not into them, that's you violating your own boundaries and you're not living in alignment with your preferences, right? So when you can be a boundary badass and live in alignment with those preferences, I prefer to date people who are like this. I would prefer this new set of dishes. Let's get rid of the old ones. You have so much more space and so much more, I don't know if control is too strong of a word, but that's the word that's coming. Tension. And you can't allow what you want while you're still allowing what you don't want. Also, did you use that hairdresser example? Because no, I swear to God, it was a client. I swear, I swear. A client she, slash no, Kelsey. it totally That's was a client though. So I'm glad that you. But when you talk about, that. I know. But when you talk about your story, I immediately think of her because the exact same thing just I'm happened. Also, a hairstylist, um, yeah. In case you're wondering about that, so <laughs> she I thought like, I was talking about her. I swear, I wasn't out right now. <laughs> oh man, that's really funny. No, that's no, no. Great. But hey, if you if you like that nugget of advice, Kels, it's just for you. But it wasn't about you at all. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't, but it was. How are you today? Really? Go on. Have a think. Take a minute. I'll wait. After checking in, if you're feeling hyper, tired, annoyed, or just meh. It's time to connect with your feelings by starting with your mental health journey with Headspace. We all say we're fine. We don't really mean it. And fine isn't really an emotion, is it? How many times have you told yourself that you're fine when all you really felt is anger, stress, sadness, nerves? Headspace is scientifically proven to help you manage your feelings and your mental health. In fact, a recent study proved in just two weeks, Headspace can reduce your stress by 14%. I will take every percent I can get. I don't know about you guys. So whether you want to relieve stress and anxiety, sleep better, improve your focus, Headspace is your everyday dose of mindfulness for real life. When I found Headspace, I didn't realize how simple meditation could be. I had tried a lot of meditation at the time, but Headspace really made it so much more simple, easy, concise, short. It made it really easy to incorporate one minute, five minutes, 10 minutes into my daily routine so that I could feel better on a more regular basis. So if you believe that you too can better understand how to feel and how to improve your mental health, that's why we've teamed up with Headspace and I want you to experience this for yourself. So let's give it a try. I'm going to give you a little tidbit, follow along and let us know how it goes. So sitting comfortably, just taking a big deep breath in through the nose, out through the mouth. As you breathe in, noticing how the body expands as you breathe out, just watching the body soften as you gently close the eyes. And rather than the mind leading the breath, allow the breath to lead the mind. Notice the sensation of the breath. Notice it where you feel it in the body. If you need to, you can just gently place your hand on the stomach. And just following that rising and falling sensation. Nothing else to do. Allowing thoughts to come and go. 
and when you're ready, just gently opening the eyes again. However you're feeling, try Headspace at headspace.com slash and get one month free of their entire mindfulness library. This is the best Headspace offer available. So go to headspace.com slash today. That's headspace.com slash And all of this is in the show notes. Alrighty, so we had to take a quick pause because Lindsay had to go take care of her kids. Very important. There are little people depending on her. So she had to bounce a little bit early, but we are still going to jam out on the Patreon at patreon.com slash highvag where we post all our extended episodes and you can go to support the show if you love it. So Afia, what are any of your final tidbits or nuggets or thoughts that you want to leave the audience with today? Something that has been really transformative to me when it comes to manifestation, and especially as for me, there is nothing that brings me greater joy than helping my clients to manifest their extraordinary lives. And inside of that, I think it's really important to remember that if you want to manifest your extraordinary life, you have to begin to see yourself as an extraordinary person. So start counting your wins, tracking your successes, celebrating yourself, taking yourself out on solo dates, talking to yourself with love and appreciation, and then watch your life begin to change as a result of expecting and setting a standard for the best to happen. Thanks so much for tuning into the show and being a part of our High Vibinet community. Make sure if you're loving this episode or any episode to subscribe. Every week we're coming out with new content for you guys. And you can also join our email list. So lindsayrobinson.com, kelseyaida.com. We send email reminders every week about the episodes if you want to be also in the loop that way. And be sure to connect with us on social at lindsayrobinson and at kelseyaida. And of course, if you guys want to join the Patreon to get bonus content, extended episodes on video and exclusive hangouts and things that we only give to our VIPs, you can join at patreon.com slash high vibe. You can start for as little as three bucks a month. So super easy, super quick and super fun to be there. Also leave us a review. If you guys love this episode or any of our episodes, go tell us about it in the reviews and share with a friend that needs it. We love you guys. We'll see you next week and have a great one.